Hey folks, it's King from Stay Tuned Sports, and I gotta tell you, I love energy drinks. They help give me that boost that I need to finish all my work, get through game film recaps from all of Sunday's games, and they provide that pick-me-up during a very long week. What I don't love is that crash and the jitters, the gross feeling you get with most other energy drinks. And that's why I tried Dubby, and I gotta tell you, Dubby is a game changer with flavors like Dragonade, Beach and Peach, Galaxy Grenade, and my personal favorite, the Dub Sludge. You can find your favorite or just get them all. There's no jitters, there's no crash because there's no sugar in Dubby. Plus, Dubby contains Neurofactor, an all natural ingredient derived from coffee cherries, which has been linked to enhanced brain function. You go on over to Dubby.gg right now, that's Dubby.gg, to grab the best energy drink you've ever had. And if you enter the code STSPORTS18, in all caps, you'll get 10% off your order. That's STSPORTS18 to get 10% off of Dubby Be Better. Stay tuners, welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here, back with a. a I'm not too sure how how our good buddy King here feels about this uh, Philadelphia Eagles win for me. I'm ju- I'm I'm just I'm waiting for you to to stop patting yourself on the back before I jump in here. You know. Well, I mean, are we back on speaking terms? Because I I know you said that we were on like a 24 hour, or you weren't going to talk to me for 24 hours, and no, I listen. Fuck you. Um, I mean, listen, there was, I I don't know, there was like two spots of the game. I was like, oh, okay, here it comes here, and I I think it was halfway. Th- through the second quarter, um, you guys scored a touchdown. Uh, oh, oh, it was after our, our our little punt miscue there, and you guys got good field position, scored the touchdown, and that's when I was like, okay, here we go. The, the, here comes the. No, 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 no. At no point in that game <laughs> did you ever feel like you were in danger. You were playing against fucking practice squad people. I don't want to hear this bullshit. I don't want to hear this. Uh, I really thought there there was a time that the Eagles were going to blow this game. No, the fuck you did it. <laughs> Nobody did. I'm a Giants fan, and I didn't think that. After that game, as soon as that game started, I was like, not a chance. Not a fucking chance. Once the Eagles got up and they started rolling, I was like, even even after that punt thing, I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe the Giants will be in this for a little bit. And then I was like, nope, 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 nope. We're not in it <laughs> at all. There was never a moment in that game where I thought, Oh, the Giants really got a chance to beat the Eagles. Not at all. Not not even with the coin flip. I was like, no, that was it. That game was over before the fucking coin flip. It was, it, there was hope. All that, all that was there was hope. And that quickly fucking died after that first three and out from the fucking Giants. Uh, no, 
No, so I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear you trying to be humble. I don't want to hear you trying to do that <laughs> fake bullshit. I don't want to hear you being like, oh, man, I, I don't know, man. That was, you know, I thought the Eagles, they blow it. They usually blow things. You're fucking 12 and 1. You ain't blown shit. I don't want to hear fucking anything. They're, oh, I don't know. So I always think this is where the house is going to crumble in. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> usually, well, I think that's a record. Usually it takes me a good 10, 15 minutes into the show to get you get you going here oh no dude, i'm ready to fucking go and don't get me started listen i might i might this might be a rant fucking episode i don't know because i'm ready to fucking go off on some of these fucking giant fans too because they're saying some dumb fucking shit and i'm ready to lose my goddamn mind if anybody listens to like fucking wfan around here in the new york area just the worst sort of fucking people on the air uh i just <sighs> well i mean i'll let you have the floor what are you talking about okay because I mean, I haven't seen any anything, you know, bashing the the, of, the, the Giants. Of all the problems, of all the problems that the Giants have this year, and there's a lot, ton of injuries, wide receiver core basically non-existent, plus injuries, our defense being injured, secondary injured, Saquon all of a sudden the last four or five weeks not performing. Um, of, of everything the Giants have wrong, the one bright spot, the one good thing the Giants have this season that everybody can point to is Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, massive improvement, maybe because he actually has a competent coach now, but you're seeing what he's been able to do. He's got the ability to throw the football very well um, to, again, the reason that his, and he has a high completion percentage for the Giants, and that's with every single receiver he has dropping the fucking ball multiple times. Yeah. So imagine fucking that. Imagine if somebody's guys actually caught the ball. Holy shit. Imagine how good his fucking completion center percentage would be. Uh, obviously, his legs, his running ability is second to none in the NFL. They don't call him Vanilla Vic for nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that guy's over-under for rushing yards in a game are like usually up in the 20s, and sometimes they're in the 30s, which is insane for a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So his ability to run, his his ability to throw and, and have a command of the team, his absolute turnaround on turnovers this year has been phenomenal. I mean, that was one of the biggest knocks that he had was that the guy could never just hold on to the fucking ball. Yeah. That's not been the case this year. So, I mean, you take all that into account, and there are people – on the fucking radio, online, on stuff like that. Again, I listen to WFAN every morning. I listen to Boomer and Geo. Boomer, <laughs> hardest working man in the fucking show business, apparently. Uh, and they're talking about some shit. And they have callers come in. And Geo's on there talking about he would not sign Daniel Jones. He's not that good of a quarterback. He wouldn't do that. And you have Giants fans calling in being like, I, I don't know. Yeah, no, we, I think we definitely you got to keep Saquon, but get rid of DJ. We need an action. We need a real quarterback. We have to do anything like that. And I'm just sitting there. And my blood is starting to boil, <laughs> and I'm starting to fucking fester. And I'm just sitting there, like, with everything, everything that's gone wrong with the Giants this year, the one thing that hasn't is the fact that Daniel Jones is a good quarterback. I think Daniel Jones is a franchise quarterback. I, I do. I agree. Now, where do we go from here? Now, again, now the question is, do you franchise him? If you franchise him, he gets like $30 million. Do you want to pay $30 million to him? Or do you just want to go for a lower deal, do like, say like two years 20 million dollars 25 million dollars somewhere around there do something like that and he might do that that might be something uh, uh amenable to him or something like that 
But you, to have these people sitting there saying, nah, fucking get rid of him. Ah, oh, get rid of him. He's done. Oh, he's terrible. He's done. Like, have you motherfuckers been watching a goddamn game? <laughs> Has anybody out there been watching a fucking game? Is it just me? It can't just be me. It can't just be me who's watching Daniel Jones single-handedly trying to will the Giants to victory when they're playing with a goddamn practice squad because everybody else they have is a walking fucking mash unit. And everybody's going to sit here and say, oh, no, yeah, get rid of him. Get rid of the one bright spot of the fucking Giants this year. Are you out of your fucking mind? Are you out of your skull? Uh, I'll tell you what. Get the, the fuck out of here. The, the one statement you said, uh, one fan called in and said that they should keep Barkley and get rid of, uh, of Jones. What are they smoking? Because why would you keep a running back who is always getting hurt, you know, okay, for one, and now he's shown maybe he can't. I don't want to say play a full season, but he can't keep that um, that momentum going f- for himself for a full season. You know, like you said, he's he's fallen off now. Now, could that be because your offensive line isn't the greatest? Maybe, but on the flip side, and there's of that, a couple reasons for that too. The offensive line started to gel. Then again, players got hurt, people got shuffled, things like that. Like Evan Neal made some progress. Since he started, when he first started, the first four or five weeks of the season, he was an absolute liability. Oh, yeah. I remember you calling for him to be benched. He was terrible. He's gotten better. He's gotten better, so I'll give him that. Um, so, And the Giants' offensive line has been better than it has been in years past, but still not great. Yeah. But a good runner is is able to make do with that, in, in my mind. You know, no, it does take a offensive line to open the holes and get there, but... You know, Barry Sanders didn't have the, the best offensive line in Detroit when he played there, but, you know, you make it work. Um, yeah, but he and, also, and he also ran good, 20 yards in the backfield to get five that, yards. That's, <laughs> that's what makes a good running back from, you know, uh, an average running back. Is is Saquon Barkley a good running back? Yes. Is yeah. he a great running back? I don't know about that. Yeah, I, I, don't I, I, could, I could agree. Um, and, it's, and it's for reasons like that is, like, if he's able to get momentum going, he he can have a good game. But it seems like he can't, like, it, it, if he gets a slow start, if he's not getting the yardage that he wants to, he doesn't seem to, to change it up. He doesn't seem to find a way to get away. He just keeps on trying to do the same stuff over and over and over again. And, again, there's a lot of reasons for that. I'm not putting it all squarely on him. Yeah. But to be honest, I, and I was talking with my father about this too. I was like, if the Giants do not like, if they let Saquon go, I I don't think that's a bad thing. And listen, I'm not going to root against the guy. I want to if if he goes somewhere else and has massive success. That's I think that's fantastic and that's wonderful and that's great and I hope that's what happens. Um, but for whatever's happening with the Giants, it's just not working with the Giants, yeah. and that's fine. That's understandable. That's great. Uh, but but here's the thing. When I look at Daniel Jones, like I see things that are working. Like, again, his ability to, to use his legs to extend plays and for the plays they actually have calls for him that are running plays. Yeah. Um, he does have the ability to throw the ball and throw the ball well. It's just that he doesn't have any fucking receivers to throw to, and the ones that he does drop the fucking ball. And I, like I said, even with that, his completion percentage is one of the best in Giants history so far up to this point. Like, so, I mean... That tells you something about him. Like, he has a leadership quality. He has those abilities. And like I said, I looked at the stats before, and people like to fucking laugh and say no and say fuck you and da-da-da. But looking at his stats in the same time period as the first couple years for for, uh, Josh Allen, uh, 
the stats are comparable. Yeah. They're they're very similar stats. So to sit there and say the only difference is that everything else on the Giants has sucked ass. But there's been a steady improvement with Daniel Jones. And he's a good quarterback. I'm not willing to cut that off and try to start again with what? But And not only that, but especially where the Giants are going to be in a drift, there's not going to be any quarterback worth fucking getting. Yeah. So yeah. why are you going to start again with another quarterback that's, you know, ah. Yeah, and like actually, that, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense to me, and I don't understand why people say this. And again, I was losing my mind on people, uh, and, and you don't no, mostly myself, just yelling. Yeah, <laughs> I yell at the ether here, uh, but it just it it bothers me that there's still apparently like this stigma around Daniel Jones that oh he's not the guy, he's not that good, he's just some goofy looking white kid playing court thinks he can play quarterback. Kid can play. We've seen it. You see it this year. You've seen what he's been able to do. And even the, the thing that bothers me is that people watch what he's doing this year and still are giving him shit for it. I, I, I don't you know, get it. You know what? I, you I, know? I was like just thinking just now what's going on with all the the hate or whatever you want to call it, dislike towards Daniel Jones. It so reminds me of Dom McNabb when Philly drafted him. How he got booed there. Daniel Jones got booed when he got drafted. And Philly never really, Philly fans, most of them really never gave McNabb a chance to show that he deserved to be that number one or number two uh, overall pick. And he still played lights out. And once he got traded to Washington, you know, he's older and everything. Thank God we finally got rid of him this and that. I mean, I was always a McNabb guy. You know, you know that. I know you were McNabb. Um, And maybe this is me defending him a little bit but it seems like if you know going to the draft you know if you got a high draft pick if a fan watching the draft doesn't get his guy picked that 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 pick is screwed he'll, he'll never prove to that fan that he deserved to be that that spot and I, that's what it kind of sounds like what's going on with, with some new york well, giants fans here's the problem with Jones. fans the problem with fans is they fans are in love with draft picks they're in love with the draft Oh, we should tank and get a higher draft pick. Oh, we should we shouldn't trade any draft picks. We should hold on to those and get rid of this or that or the other thing. And it's like, the, the, like I don't understand where this fucking thought is coming from. Like, the, the, here's the thing: like people were talking about. Um, I, I, this got brought up with Christian McCaffrey and and San Francisco with obviously how Christian McCaffrey is just fucking lighting up, lighting it up out there. Yeah, uh, in the Bay Area. <clears throat> And there was somebody uh, putting out saying that, yeah, well, he's doing good, but Carolina still won that trade because we got four draft picks. And, like, I had a pause for a second. So I didn't, you know, write something that got me banned off Twitter again. <laughs> um, but, like, I had a response to them. And I was like, and, and this is my thought on draft picks. I was like, listen, you traded a pile of gold, literal pile of gold, for four scratch off tickets. Yeah. That's what you did. And might one of those scratch offs get you fifty or a hundred dollars? Sure. But that's what you got. And listen, all four of them might be losers. You might not get a single one. Yeah, you could be you know, Tim Cal, try and leave. You know. But at the end of the day, you traded away a pile of gold for essentially nothing 
and what could be nothing. Yeah. You traded away a pile of gold for a chance at something might be out of those four picks. One of them might be of equal value to the gold that you just sent away. So in what way did you win that trade? You yeah. did it. Whenever you trade away a proven commodity for draft picks, you're trading away gold for nothing. You're trading away something that is known, something that is uh, a veteran, experienced player for the opportunity, the chance to draft somebody who maybe they're good, maybe they'll turn out to be somebody, or maybe they're a bust. And also, that depends on where in the draft you pick them, too, because the 49ers are going to have a pretty low draft pick because they're pretty fucking good. Yeah. So, like, I I don't see in what way, in any way, that Carolina won this trade. I don't see how Carolina even broke even with this trade. They didn't win, they didn't break even. They are losers, and they are severe losers in this trade. Um, And they're rebuilding. And, you know, some people like to rebuild through the draft. Again, I, I think draft picks can be useful as for filling out a roster, but I think for your major parts, you want proven commodities. You got to know. And unless you have like the top one, two, three picks in the draft, everything else is a fucking crapshoot. And even then, sometimes your top picks aren't great. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like mean, sometimes number one picks don't work out. Yeah. Even though the, the, the can't miss pick fucking misses. So that's what I mean. It is like you you don't know what you're getting. In the draft, yeah, uh, I, I and so agree. people want to do that with with Daniel Jones. They want to get rid of Daniel Jones and let's draft another quarterback. Are you out of your fucking mind? And, and kind of to go back, um, you know, the, the whole, you said about you know, do you franchise him or do you sign him to a, a smaller deal here? And honestly, if the franchise deal is a thirty million, you know, one year deal, I if you're willing to franchise him, well, I'd be taking a step further no, and, and sign him. There was a point that was brought up, and it is a good point. Uh, is there another team out there that is going to pay that kind of similar money to Daniel Jones to be on their team? Is there another team out there that's willing to pay Daniel Jones what the franchise tag would be, which I think is like $31, 32000000 million, something yeah. like that? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think the market is big. For, I think I think a lot of teams either have their quarterback or are going to go through the draft to get their quarterback. Um, so I don't see that being a big market for Daniel Jones outside. I don't know, like maybe, somebody maybe, they, like a, maybe San Francisco. But again, if they got Brock Purdy and he turns like if Brock Purdy brings him to the Super Bowl, they're fine. Yeah, you know. And then you're going to talk about Garoppolo being on the market again. Uh, you're going to talk like you know there there's limited spots out there if that's but, the case then maybe instead but, of doing the franchise tag they'll do a, the the transition tag which is a little bit cheaper but what you what would be i think probably advantageous for both um is daniel jones knows where he is uh and knows what he's doing the giants know where they are they can work it to be like hey we we know where we're, we know what we're building here you know, we've seen how how you're doing. We see how we're doing. We're going to get pieces. We're going to put stuff together. Let's keep you here 
for the next at least the next two years let's do this deal at that like let's do 15 million a year so that turned out to be like 30 million for two years which is better than 31 32 million for one year yeah keep you here for that let's build the team and let's see what we can get and let's see what we can do here and i think i think he's not going to get much better on a free agent market than that so i think that would be a good deal for him i think that's obviously a good deal for the giants because it allows them to try to get out of the cap hell that fucking gentleman left them in yeah um and it allows us to put those pieces around him to help him succeed you know like i hear we talk about how oh jalen hurts he's really blossoming this year and he's really turning into mvp candidate motherfucker has aj brown on his goddamn team <laughs> you know what i mean like he's got weapons around him that eagles running game is fantastic and again He's got the legs. He's got the ability to be a mobile quarterback. He squats 600 pounds. Yeah. You know, like we saw him bowl into the end zone against the Vikings back in what, week three, four, whatever that was. Like, you know, he's, you know, he's got the pieces around. What the Eagles did was build around him and gave him the pieces to succeed. And we're seeing what's happening. They put down the manure in the garden, and now the flowers are starting <laughs> to bloom, as, as Sirianni once said. You know, uh, whenever everybody was making fun of him. Nobody's making fun say. of Sierra right now. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's I, making fun of that motherfucker I'll right admit, now. I'll admit, when he made that quote, I was like, what the fuck do we have You hated here? that motherfucker. I, I, when I, was, I did. I did. You did not like him. And, I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't like how he handled his first press conference. And okay, you know, he was, was easy to make but... fun of. He was very easy <laughs> to make fun of. But I'll tell you what, uh, nobody's laughing right now. <laughs> nobody's laughing at the Eagles no. right now. But for the Giants, if they can start getting out of the Gettleman hell, Get get rid of Galladay for the love of fucking Christ. <laughs> um, get some receivers in there. Get some good high octane, good dependable, reliable receivers. Yeah, out there for him. Get some fucking offensive line help. I, I think that's where you need to go first. Those offensive line. Build, 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 and we can do that. But you can't build if you continue. Like again, this is Daniel Jones' fourth head coach. Third head coach? I can't remember. Uh, I think it's third. Because I think, I think was he here for McAdoo? Yeah, he, McAdoo was the first coach. Was McAdoo his first coach? Yeah, and then he got I fired can't, after I that can't year. remember if McAdoo was gone that year or not. Because I can't remember. No, I think it was Sherman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think his first coach was Sherman. So I think his first two years was with Sherman, which sucked. Then he had Joe. Or No, was his first year was with Sherman. They then fired McAdoo. Sherman. Then they brought in Judge. He had Judge yeah. for two years. Judge was an ass. Then they fired Judge, and now they have uh, Dable. And Dable seems to be the first one to actually know what the fuck he's doing with the kid. Yeah. And, again, all the potential that we saw there with Daniel Jones is now flourishing, and it's there. And now, right when it's there, when when Daniel Jones is becoming the guy that we all wanted him to be, now you want to fucking get rid of him? Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Dumbass motherfuckers. All Everybody out there who has shit on Daniel Jones and every giant fan or anybody else out there is like, oh, the Giants should get rid of him. Eat a bag of dicks. You guys, obviously you don't know what the fuck football is. <laughs> All right. And I'll put that out there and come find me. Say something to me over on the Twitter machine over at <laughs> ST Sports Podcast. That's on Instagram and on Twitter as well. So you can go ahead and do that. Uh, short little plug there. But yeah, like that's just something that's been eating at me. Uh, you know, yeah, the Giants got fucking molly there on Sunday, but you know, who didn't see that coming? 
if, if the game was earlier in the year where we didn't have so many injuries, maybe it's a little bit different. But yeah. again, you, the Eagles were playing against a practice squad team with the Giants, um, and the Giants are not doing well. What we are one four and one in our last six games, yeah. not doing great. <laughs> uh, but we are still technically in the playoffs because <laughs> Seattle lost to Carolina. So we got a big game coming up with the Commanders, uh, the the football team of Redskins Commanders on Sunday night. Uh, that's basically for uh, a play. Every game now is a playoff game for the Giants um, and for the Commanders as well. And, uh, and I, well, as far as Division Two would be for Cowboys too. I think I saw that they they have to win out to have a chance to win the division now against us. Yeah, but that, that's that's not going to happen. Then win out. Who the Cowboys? Yeah. Well, whether they do or not, the Eagles are. Oh, okay, out. yeah. Um, the, the Eagles might lose a game, and yeah. that game might be to the Cowboys, but that's still not going to be enough to overtake the Eagles. Yeah. I think the, the, the Eagles, it's their division, and it's it's their conference to yeah. lose. They're going to have home field throughout, unless they have a massive collapse. They're not. I'm they're not, not saying they're going to have massive, number, massive they're collapse. They're not out of the number one seed. Yeah. They're not losing the number one seed. They're not losing the division. That's not going to happen. Um, you know, so. so, all right, let's let's flip over to the Eagles side here, and I'm not sure if you saw uh, Michael Parsons. Since we're talking about the Cowboys, did you see what he, he said about Jalen Hurts? Uh, he, I guess, he has this this hate for Jalen Hurts or something. And um, listen, rightfully so, he's on a division rival. You yeah. should hate everybody fucking else. I, I have nothing wrong with that. He was on uh, Von Miller's podcast or you know YouTube channel, whatever it was, and Von Miller must have asked, you know, is Jalen Hurts an MVP? Is Jalen Hurts the MVP? And Michael Parsons basically said, is Jalen Hurts MVP or is that team the MVP? Basically saying, if you take A.J. Brown away, a couple of those weapons, is he still playing at an MVP level? Or is those weapons putting him up there? That's a legitimate question. I literally just said that. I said, if you gave Daniel Jones, like A.J. Brown and the weapons that Jalen Hurts has, is Daniel Jones not probably an MVP candidate right now? So... Do you think that's Jalen Hurts? Do you think Jalen Hurts would still be putting these numbers up if let's just take AJ Brown away? And you again, I think it's a, I think it's a team effort. I and you can't say it away. Like if 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 Jalen Hurts doesn't have AJ Brown, are they as successful or putting up the numbers that they are now? I would say no. However, if there's another quarterback in there other than Jalen or if Minshew's playing, yeah, is Minshew an MVP candidate with everybody else that's there? I don't think so. I think that it's 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 a, a symbiotic. It's you know synergy, you know, to use corporate speech. There's a synergy there in Philadelphia, um, and 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 it is is. I don't think you can take one away from the other, and either one would still be as good as the whole. You know what I mean? Yeah. So again, I think if you put another quarterback in that spot that Jalen's in that's not like already an elite quarterback obviously um I don't know if they're in an MVP race as it is by that same token if you take away Jalen's weapons that he has that the Eagles got for him this offseason is he an MVP candidate probably not because you know who's going to catch the ball who's going to run the ball who's going to open up those holes who's going to do all that kind of stuff so um it's one of those things where it's 
the one helps out the other and without the other one the other one is less than what it could be um does that take away anything from his accomplishments accomplishments um i don't think so because if you look at any of the uh mvp candidates out there which is jalen uh uh mahomes uh, allen mahomes uh, uh anybody else like that uh they all they all have the same thing they have their weapons they have their stefan Diggs, they have their uh juju smith schusters and travis kelsey's yeah. and and things of that nature so uh no i i i i don't think you should take that away from somebody for how they're performing um but again, it is a valid question when you look at things like this. But that, again, that's not what the MVP is is for. The MVP is just simply for who is the most variable. And again, that goes to the question. If you take Jalen Hurts off the Eagles, are they 12 and 1 and, and as good as they are? No, they're not. That's that's a that's a legitimate question. Yeah. Again, if you take AJ Brown and the other weapons off the Eagles, are they 12 and 1 and as good as they are? No, they're not. But but you can't make you know, seven people MVP. Yeah. Um, so everything considered, you, you look at that, and the quarterback is always going to be the most focused on and, and the position that gets the most credit and most blame, no matter what it is. Yeah. So looking at it, no. I mean, that's how you, ha- that's how you have to look at it. Again, if the Bills don't have uh, uh, Josh Allen there, are they as good as they are? No. If the Chiefs don't have Patrick Mahomes back there slinging it, are they as good as they are? No. Uh, is Joe Burrow, are the Bengals as good as Joe Burrow? Now, see, Joe Burrow might get some, but again, even Joe Burrow has his weapons there. Yeah. And if you take Joe Burrow away, are they as good? No, but if you take away uh, uh, all the Bengals wide receivers and you take away Joe Mixon, are they as good as they are with only Joe Burrow back there getting murdered? <laughs> Although their offensive line has gotten better, so I'll give them credit for that. Um, no. So, again, that's why he's also an MVP candidate. You know, and, and that's so, that's how I always looked at the, the MVP um, award. Is like, like you said, if you take off, take Jalen Hurts off the team, are they and kept the same weapons there? Are they as good as twelve and one? No, but if you take those weapons away, they're still not as good. But I think there's better off with Jalen Hurts with no weapons than weapons with a average quarterback. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I, don't, I think they'd probably be about the same. You think so? Because I mean, past past couple times that Gardner Minshew yeah. got some some garbage time, uh, he didn't look that good. He, he looked average compared to how he looked in the preseason. Preseason, and I know you know, don't read too much into the preseason, but the preseason he looked really good still, and I, I thought he would have been good trade bait. But you're also talking about somebody who's gotten no significant snaps and doesn't work at all with the first team or anybody else like that. So I, I yeah, I'm not I'm not looking at that. But again, to take that argument, look at the Cowboys. There's a reason why Dak's not talked about as being an MVP candidate because we saw what happens when when the Cowboys lost Dak for yeah. four games. They went four and one. They were a great fucking team. So whether Dak is on that team or not, the Cowboys are going to be as successful as they are now. Yeah, that's just that's just what it is. You know, well, um, it also doesn't help how uh, the type of game he had against Houston. Well, that's a, that's another thing. I will get to the to my rankings and shit later. Um, but yeah. the reason, like, uh, if you go and look at the rankings that I posted over on our social media at ST Sports Podcast, I know I'm pumping that shit pretty hard, but that's <laughs> what you got to do on these things. Um, 
I dropped them down four spots, and it seems like that would have been a loss that you drop a team four down. But when you're the Cowboys and you're supposed to be one of the better teams in the NFL, and you've been playing and you've been smashing these teams, and you smash the Colts, and you know you do all these things, and you're putting up fifty burgers and blah blah blah, and then you go up against the worst team, legitimately the worst team in the NFL right now, the Houston Texans, and it takes you a last minute ninety eight yard drive to beat them after they've been leading the entire game. Like, I don't know, like some people might think that's like, oh, that shows the resiliency of the Cowboys and how they don't have a quit in them. It's like, yeah, but how about the fact that they were down for 58 minutes and 58 seconds to the worst team in the NFL? (laughs) Like, no, that counts for something that you got outplayed by by a two quarterback system that they were playing, and you know the old saying: if you got two quarterbacks, you got none. But apparently, yeah. that's enough to almost beat the Cowboys. And that's the thing too: if the if the Texans punch in that last goal line uh, uh, chance they had right before the Cowboys went up that ninety eight yard drive, yeah. if they score the touchdown there, that game is over. Yeah, and the Texans win. The Texans would have been up by two scores at that point. With what a little over two minutes left to play. Yeah, because I, I, I put over. on about two minutes left. Um, but yeah, that no, game would have been over. It, it, it was funny because once I when, when I did put the the game on the Dallas game, um, the wife was in the kitchen. She walked in, and she's like, "Dallas is losing. Aren't you happy?" I'm like, "Yeah, well, of course I'm happy." And she's like, "Oh my god!" I said, "What?" She's like, "The other team is one ten and one. That's that's bad, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's the worst team." But then why is Dallas? You know, nine and three or whatever their records. I'm like, this is Dallas. They they most of the time play down to their their competition. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like we've 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 had to come to learn in the NFL, especially this year. This weird yeah, year. This is a um, weird weird year. But again, I, we had this conversation a couple weeks ago, um, and you kept on telling me no 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 no. But we had this conversation about could the worst. NFL team beat the best college team. Like if we put the Houston Texans up against the Georgia Bulldogs, who would win that game? And I said it would be a blowout. Houston would kill. It. And you're like, no, no, no. George is good. George is good. And the point I keep on bringing up to you is that even the worst NFL team is a college all-star team. Yeah. They may be the worst of the college all-star teams, but they are still a college all-star team. And if you put them up against any college football team they will destroy them and that i think the the, the game that you saw with houston against the cowboys showed that yes because we all think the cowboys are a lot better than your average college football team we think they're pretty good for an nfl team don't we and houston was able to go ahead and almost beat them i know almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades <laughs> yeah but again if they're able to punch that list that list goal line stand in uh, that game's over with time to spare. So, again, I, I, I will always put that argument up there. And for anybody who still wants to try to make that argument, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> any college team up against any NFL team will get their fucking shit kicked in. The end. <laughs> Bottom line. And that game is proof of it. Um, But, yeah, you know, like, you can't take anything for granted. The Cowboys are lucky to win that game. They're 10-3. and three. Um, they're still in the hunt for technically for the division. But like I said, with the upcoming schedule and the way things are, like I think the Eagles have a pretty 
pretty good shot of of going the rest of the way. Again, the only loss I can see them really having is maybe against the Cowboys. Uh, I think that's their yeah. toughest remaining game. And we we always split with the Cowboys. I, I don't. I can't remember the last time that we actually um, swept the the Cowboys. Now the Giants have a lot tougher road, and we have to basically win all of our games. Now listen, we're not going to beat the Eagles at the end of the year. I get that. I understand that. So um, we have to take well, that into account. Side note. Side note. Um, how much do the Giants have to beat us for you to get the King James belt back? Uh, what was the score? Forty-eight to twenty-two. I thought it was like 550 to 7 or something like that. That's what it felt like. 550 to 7? What the <laughs> fuck are you even talking about? Shut up. Uh, so, no, it was, it was 48-22 was the final score, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, that's what, 22, 32, 42, 43, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. So, that's 26 points. So, you got so that's not going to happen. I'll send you the belt. <laughs> As soon as I can, I'll put the fucking name on it for the last three. Because I didn't, I don't, I gotta get the, I gotta get the, the, the engraving equipment to go ahead and put the names yeah. on it. So I'll put the last two years on it since you won it for the last two years. I'll send that out to you because that's not <laughs> happening. I mean, let's face facts. That's not going to happen. Um, but the Giants need to win out up until the Eagles game, uh, I think, to get into the playoffs. So that means we have to beat Washington this Sunday night. We have to beat them. Yeah. Then we play the Vikings. Have to beat the Vikings, which is not an impossible task. Yeah, it's not. That is not an impossible task. The Vikings are very inconsistent. It can happen. Uh, and then we play the Colts. We should beat the Colts. We and we have to beat the Colts. <laughs> yeah. There's no question. So the Giants have three games. The Washington game is going to be tough as shit. That might be the toughest of those three games. I, and that's no disrespect to the Vikings of being at 10-3, and three, but... Y'all are a weak-ass 10-3. I was going to say, probably um, most overrated 10-3 team. Uh, but the Giants have to win those three games. Have to. Imperative. If they don't, we're probably not making a playoffs. Because if we win those three games, we'll be... Uh, and we lose to the Eagles, then we'll be 10-6-1. and one. Okay. And that should be good enough to get into the playoffs. Because the Seahawks have a brutal schedule coming up. They play the 49ers on... Uh, I think Thursday. I think they're playing them. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, when this uh, when this releases, they're going to be playing the 49ers. And then the week after, they play the Chiefs. Oof. So I don't think the Seahawks are the problem. The problem are the Detroit fucking Lions. Yeah, let's let's talk about our, our good buddy uh, Dan Campbell there. I'm, I'm Motor sure, City Dan Campbell, baby. I'm sure you you heard the Pat McAfee. Uh, I don't know there. why everybody's taking as what he's saying as serious. I don't think. Oh no, I, no, I was, I'm not that was it clearly serious. joking. Yeah. yeah. No, but there are people taking it seriously. Like I said, the aforementioned WFAN morning show that I listened to, yeah. they seem to apparently have taken what he was saying seriously Yeah, um, because they're stupid. <laughs> Again, I don't know how people like that get a fucking radio job for hundreds of thousands of dollars a year and here me and you are scraping uh, you know <laughs> trying to help uh you know begging dubby to throw <laughs> us a couple cents don't get us wrong we love dubby yeah you should go ahead and drink and go to w.gg get yourself 15 or 10 percent off and use st sports 18 uh at checkout anyway um it, it, it was funny though even you know I'm sure there was well, some no, type but, I mean, of, he's again, he's a fucking character, and that's why uh, everybody likes Motor City Dan Campbell. And but it was seeming like as good as he was, as good of a human as he seemed, like as funny as a guy as he was, it was going to be like, man, great personality, fun guy, but he's going to be fired because they're not doing anything. Yeah, 
And then all of a sudden, uh, they fired their one defensive backs coach. And it seems like ever since then, again, they're five and one in their last six. Yeah. They are, they went from one and six. They are now six and seven. And they're they only like are two the games. hottest team in the NFL right now. They are you can't find a hotter team. Yeah. They're 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 only like two games out of the wild card spot. Right, right. That's so what I'm saying. Right there. Is that they that's why I'm saying is like they're technically behind Seattle right now in a playoff race. How about that play though that, that he was talking about? For a big offensive lineman, that dude is pretty agile. Well, that was to close the game out. Yeah. That big one, yeah. Um and then they did the uh they did, and earlier in the game, I think they did a fake punt. Oh, really? As well, yes. Uh, and they pulled that one off as well, which was uh, an incredible play. So, like I said, there was a couple plays there uh, against Minnesota where they, uh, where those plays usually don't work out, and yeah. the things that the Lions do don't close out games. Not only did they beat the Vikings, they beat them pretty handily. Oh yeah, like that game was not ever really in doubt, and that's that's something rare for the Lions. To do, and that's what I'm saying. The Lions are the Lions are a weapon right now, and they are a problem. And they got a big game coming up this week against the Jets at the Meadowlands. This is a big game for both of these teams, and I, this is going to be a real tough game for the Lions too, because that Jets defense is no joke. That Jets defense is elite. Is, it is. Is Mike so White that's playing? Be a test. Is Mike White playing? Because I know uh, they, yes. they took him to the hospital. Yes, he will be stuff. playing. He will be playing. Uh, and I do believe that they've activated Zach Wilson to be the backup. Oh, okay. Because I guess they saw Joe Flacco come in for him uh, when Mike White was injured, and he promptly <laughs> turned the ball over. So they were like, okay, maybe we'll go with the, the MILF Hunter <laughs> instead as as an emergency, just in case. I'll, I'll tell you what, though, man. you 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 got to respect that kid, Mike White. I mean, no, absolutely. To, to, to get speared, like he got speared by Goldberg, and still be able to come well, not be able. I mean, it was two players later. Come back in, and and he got broken in half twice. Twice, yeah. And like, he had to go to the hospital after the game. And you you know that you're a football player and you're a tough son of a bitch. When it's not only your teammates who are saying like, "Man, we respect this guy. We love this guy. He's done so much for us." We think the Bills players how were coming out saying, "That's a tough motherfucker over <laughs> yeah. there. We got nothing but respect for Mike White." For, for taking those hits and coming back in and still be like, like when you get the respect from everybody, that's a huge deal. That yeah. is a big, big deal. So, um, I mean, that that's, first of all, I'm happy to see that um, for Mike White and, and just to kind of have that feel. And it feels like that Jets team is willing to run through a brick wall for him. Yeah, especially after a performance like that. I mean... Like they why, have, why they, you? they, they liked him anyway. They liked him before. Yeah. Um. And it's just, he's given them no reason to, to give up. And that's what I mean. There's not a, I don't think there's a player on that Jets team outside of Zach Wilson who doesn't absolutely love Mike White. Yeah. And that's what I mean. It's like, I think Zach Wilson's time uh, with the Jets is over. Yeah. Um. And, and this, listen, this is Mike White's team now. Um, whether anybody wants to admit that or not, oh, the Jets missed on a number two pick. Yeah, they did. But you know what? I'd rather miss on a number two pick and have somebody that's proven that has the team's loyalty and the command of the team and the respect of the team and can lead that team and is a leader yeah. rather than somebody who the team despises, hates, is immature, and throws everybody else on the team under the bus. 
And right. I, I want to give a little kudos to the, the refs for not throwing a, a roughing the passer penalty on, on those hits. The too. clean play. Listen, it, it was. Clean place. That, that's Shoulder how you want to tackle. To the right and to the chest. And to the, like, there, there was nothing dirty about those hits. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Those were just massive hits. Unlike whatever happened in that fucking Chargers Dolphins game. But like, I, I, oh, I, man. That is bringing up the discussion of whether or not that should be reviewable plays, especially, and, and I will agree with uh, uh, Mr. McAfee on this one, on, on his program, he had mentioned that there maybe what they do is like on those third and longs, like any kind of third down situation yeah, where it's essentially going to lead to a punt. Okay. And they decide to call that as being roughing the passer, which is basically then granting a turnover. It's yeah. basically saying, okay, you're going to get the ball. Oh, no, you're not. It's still their ball first down. Um, that that should be reviewable. That there should be somebody in New York, or whether you can throw a challenge flag or whatever the case is, there should either be an eye in the sky, something like that, that can call down and say, listen, let's review this. Like, review all turnovers. Let's review that and see if it was indeed roughing the passer or not. You know, I mean, you know, that, that did might... a helmet hit a helmet? Did he land on him with all his sport? Which, again, he didn't do any of that, that Dolphins player. Yeah. He put his arms out. Relieve the pressure off the quarterback. Like you did everything you were supposed to do. Yeah. And they throw a flag and they still give it. Like it, 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 it. You can't do it. You can't do it. Yeah. And especially this year, it seems like the rough and the passer calls have been absolutely egregious. And, and it only seems like it's getting worse, like throughout the, the, the year. Like you said, like. And I understand. Listen, I understand player safety. Everybody yeah. does. We get it. We don't want people to get hurt. But we also understand that it is a violent sport. Yeah. So we want people to play within the rules. And if it's helmet to helmet, throw the fucking flag. Absolutely. Yeah. If if he fucking Brock Lesnar's fucking German suplexes him into the ground, throw the flag. Clearly. But if he tackles the quarterback, that shouldn't be a flag. If it's a if that's a legal tackle for anybody else, don't throw the flag. Yeah. No. There's no reason to throw a flag unless unless he's legitimately roughing the passer. Like if the, if if he's in in you know what they called what an uh, uh, undefensible position or undefended yeah, def- position, uh, defenseless. After yeah, the, as soon as he throws the ball or something like that or anything like that, fine. You know I understand that safety of the players, safety of the game, fine. But some of these calls have been absolutely atrocious, absolutely atrocious. And there, there needs to be some accountability. And, you know, it, it's, listen, football refereeing is not nearly as bad as baseball umpiring, but no. we're fucking getting there. Yeah. We are getting there. And you want to, you want to curb that before we get to that point, before you have your, before you have your NFL's Angel Hernandez moment. Oh, geez, and yeah. that's the thing too, is do you want like a Super Bowl to be decided by an iffy ticky tack call that may or may not be the right call to make in that kind of situation. Absolutely. Because if something like that happens, the nation is going to lose its collective fucking mind. You know, we always say that that the NFL will always be okay if if there's fans that will turn off the game and not watch the game. But if something like that happens, enough fans will burn the place down and the NFL will 
will be affected. No, they're, they're, listen, the fans will still watch. That's they not the question. They won't be making as much will, money. There will be an uproar. There will be questions. There will be who had money on a game, who had this, who was this, why is this like, it'll be a thing. That's not a real championship. They're like the Houston Astros of football. That's terrible. We don't recognize, asterisk this, asterisk that. Roger Goodell sucks dick, blah, 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 whatever the case is. Like that that will happen and that will be a talking point. It'll be ad nauseum on ESPN, on all these other talking head shows, on Rich Eisen, on Pat McAfee, on WFAN, on all of them. Yeah. It'll be everywhere. And the NFL doesn't like bad press. They don't. Oh, no. no. So, I mean, at some point you have to be ready for that. And you have to kind of nip that in the bud before it becomes a problem. And that's what I mean. We have these situations that are costing teams real games in a regular season. And that's bad enough. But do you want them to cost people like in an NFC championship game and a Super Bowl? We all remember what happened with the fucking Rams and the pass interference. Yeah. So do you want that again? Do you, I mean, I don't think you do. I know I know the NFL would have won it. So they should start. I know that they have the owner meetings going on right now down in Arlington. So... Well, Maybe that's something they're discussing. And from what I've heard, they might be actually discussing uh, uh, issues with the roughing the passer calls, well, uh, amongst other things that well, are going how on would that, there. How will that go? Because, I mean, that would be a, 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 a uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, you can get it. Come on. <laughs> um, the, the, You're that, almost there. The competition committee. There we go. Um, where they sit down, change be- rules, you know. So would the, the the owners have to come out and say, "Hey, we want this change or this looked at," and then they would look they at could, it. They could, they could, and they could do that for next year, or they could do what they did. Remember, with the overtime rules, is uh, in the middle of the season, they said, "Okay, this is what we're going to do for the playoffs. We're going to change the overtimes and make sure that each team gets a possession, unless the one team gets a touchdown." And blah blah blah. They yeah. did that in the middle of the season. Yeah. Okay. They I, did. Could, I, I don't know if anybody that. remembers that. They yeah. did that in the middle of the season and said, "We're going to implement that for the playoffs. That's how the playoff overtime is going to go now." Um. They can do this before, the, like they don't have to wait till the off season to get this done. Okay. See, I thought they they had can to. sit here and say, you know, if they, the owners vote on it, the owners can vote on it now and say, like, we're, what we're going to do is for like for a roughing the passer call on a third down and more than five yards or whatever, or something like that. Uh, that it'll be an instant review from New York, uh, and they'll look at it. And they'll see whether or not that it would be whether or not it falls into the category of roughing the passer or not. And they'll communicate that to the ref at the game. And, you know, like one of those quick review things like they do. Yeah. You know, where there'll be somebody will call a penalty and you see the refs huddle and then they'll come out and they'll say, uh, after discussion, there's no penalty for whatever. That's because somebody in New York looked at it, talked to them in their little headsets and said, uh, yeah, no, that's not a penalty. Pick that up. Yeah. So. I think they can do that for roughing the passer. And th- that's something they could do for the playoffs. Get that done before the playoffs. Have it implemented for the playoffs. And then in the offseason, see if you want to use it for the going forward in the regular season, which I think would be a great idea. Also, let's make pass interference 15 yards again. Yeah, Fuck this spot foul bullshit. The I, worst. Yeah. I, I, how, many, how many games have we seen affected by that, by, by the, the spot foul? For the, it's, the it, it, it is currently the worst rule in the NFL. Yeah. The the spot foul for pass interference. The worst. 
I know what some people will say. Well, if it's not that, people are going to continue to try to do it. Well, people still do it now. And, yeah. you know, they get penalized for it. But how about we make it where it's not an instant death sentence for doing it, especially if it's just a hand check, some of that shit. They get real ticky-tacky with some of those calls. Yeah. Make it 15 yards, fine. It's a still a big fucking advantage. 15 yards is a big chunk of yardage. No, it is. Like, I mean, say, say, you had, say you had the ball in the 35 and you, you just chucked down the field. and I'd rather that, like, again, that's something where college has it right over the NFL. Yeah. 15 yards, make, make that what it is. And you know what? Make it even across the board. If there's offensive pass interference, make that 15 yards instead of 10. Yeah. Because that's the problem, too. Offensive pass interference is only 10 yards. Yeah, and, and the other spot of foul. And the other one's a spot foul, which can be 50 fucking yards. So how about it's just even 50, any pass interference, 15 yards. There you go. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. See, I'm pretty sure I've said this once before, but the NFL needs to hire us to, to fix these rules. Listen, the NFL needs to hire us for the rules. They need to hire me for doing like on-field graphics and for like the exactly. Super Bowl field. Because the graphics on a Super Bowl field suck now. So we could go ahead and do that. <laughs> uh, you know, different little things we could do. I mean, that we listen, we're smart. We're smart. We know what yeah. we're talking about. You know, we're only asking for a hundred grand a year. That's all. You could, they could afford listen, it. Listen, but the NFL thing, that's cheap as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like we're cheap. Listen, we are working on a cheap for that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I Listen, maybe, maybe 150. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, that's right. You know. When we're negotiating, you want to go go and negotiate high. Yeah, no. Well, oh, yeah. if we're going to negotiate high, well, I mean, I'll be high while we're negotiating. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, but, you know, for, like, first listen, day on the job, you get suspended for uh, performance, like, wellness, or whatever. Like, well, listen, I'm not, I'm not an athlete, so I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit. Um, but that's what I mean. Like, they have consultants there that cost them millions of fucking dollars. Yeah. Listen, we're not, we're not greedy. We're not greedy. No. You know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? We'll make it even. Just say quarter million each. 250000 for me and my friend here. And you know what? We'll we'll, we'll, we'll fix everything. We got the, we got our, our fingers on the pulse of the people. And we want you know? the Stay Tuned Sports logo on the 30-yard line. Well, now you're pushing it. <laughs> Maybe for the Pro Bowl. Okay. Hey, yeah, speaking That'll of Pro work. Bowl, you see the Manning brothers are... Quote the coaches. Are they, well, yeah, because that's. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna tune in this year to see what it's like. Yeah. The, to me, the best part of like the NHL All Star game is always been a skills competition. Yeah. Because uh, all All Star games suck. They do. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care who you are. All Star games are the fucking worst. Um, and the Pro Bowl was no exception to that. But now that they're doing kind of like this, basically a football skills competition for. You know the Pro Bowl instead yeah. of having that. I think it's going to be along those lines. I think it's going to be a lot more fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited to see that actually and see how that goes. Um, and I think the players are going to have a lot more fun. Yeah. You know, again, it's going to be more like a like a festival atmosphere, which fits. It's in Vegas. It's going like I enjoy all that, and I think that's I, this is the smartest move they made with the Pro Bowl in a long time. Yeah. Uh, because that's it. Players weren't playing anymore. Like they, they it wasn't that they, they weren't they even were playing. They weren't even trying to play. Yeah, they were it just was, around. It was bad. And that's the other thing too is like you got to figure that there's so, these people have so much money on a the line. They're so, uh, you know, invested in themselves. Obviously, yeah. You know, uh, you don't you don't want to do anything that's going to cost you anything like that. So, uh, again, great move by the NFL to kind of doing this. 
and making it just kind of like a, a football celebration, part of, almost like a kickoff to Super Bowl week, which, uh, again, is a great idea. Do all that kind of stuff since it really is a, you know, a, a celebration of football the whole week anyway. Super, Super Bowl is basically a holiday as it is. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, which is why, hey, listen, I, I don't know if you brought it up or somebody else brought it up. I can't remember. But here's the thing. The Super Bowl now is, I believe, the second Sunday in February. Yeah, because it used to be the first weekend. It used to be the first weekend, and before that, it was the last weekend in January. Yeah. Secondly, like, you know, I remember back when the Super Bowl was on January 25th, you know, and now we're all the way up to, like, February 11th or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Um, But but everybody's always talked about, hey, man, why don't we have – make the Super Bowl a national holiday. Make that Monday – a national holiday like Super Bowl observed, give people the day off, federal holiday, all that kind of stuff. And that, obviously, that's never going to happen because the government sucks and it hates the people. <laughs> um, but, but if the NFL decides to add that that all important 18th game, okay, that that gives that pushes another week. I was actually just thinking about that. Um, so last now week. you have another week. So now you have another week of football, yeah. right? So that pushes everything down the line a bit. So now the Super Bowl wouldn't be on the second Sunday in February. It would be on the third Sunday in February. Yeah. And what's always celebrated on the third Monday in February? Martin Luther King? No, that's in January, you racist bastard. I thought that was fe- what's February. I- I've been out of school for so long, I-, I forget what days I get off. So That's President's Day. Oh, okay. It is a federal holiday. <laughs> oh, which means people would be off. Let's get this. What would let's get this ball holiday. <laughs> Let's get this ball rolling here. <laughs> let's go. See again, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars each. That's not see? that big of a price, NFL. <laughs> we got you, okay. And I know some people would say, "Well, wouldn't you have to add an extra bye week, or wouldn't you have to do it?" Listen, we can start the season in the last week of August. That's fine. College take, does that now too. Take the That's preseason fine. games away. We'll work. We'll work this out. We'll work it out, guys. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Don't worry. We got it. We got. We got it covered. Just you know, Raj, give us a call, man. Yeah. You know. You know where to get us. You know where we are. We got it. You know what? He might be better off getting in contact with me just in case you're in Facebook or Twitter jail. Well, he can get like. I'm, listen, I'm sure Roger can get my phone <laughs> number if he wants. He's got enough secret agents. Yeah. Shit. Um. Uh, all right. Uh, I mean, we've got a little bit of time left. Um, we're not going to do the full power ranking thing. You know, run it down with you. Um, but I, we'll I just would... run through. We're just going to run through it quickly. Yeah, that's all. Because um, I, I, I have a couple. If you want to go see, I did a basically a full recap over on uh, the video. You can check us out on our YouTube. Uh, I have the link there in uh, our social medias at ST Sports Podcast. That's on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, I have the video posted up on there on our Facebook as well, uh, which is facebook.com slash stay tuned sports. Uh, the rankings this week, I have Kings NFL top 12 power rankings week 15 at 12. I have the Los Angeles Chargers at seven and six. Hopefully they got some weapon back They're They're looking better at 11 down two spots. I have the Jets after that loss to the Bills. Tough loss, gritty loss, still a good team. Tough game coming up against the Lions. Uh, We'll see how they go. At 10, unmoved, 
The Washington football team of Redskin Commanders at 7-5-1. They had a bye. They play the Giants again coming up this Sunday. At 9, down a spot, is the Vikings after that loss to the Lions. They are 10-3. At 8, the Dolphins, after their loss to the Chargers, are down a spot. They are 8-5, still in the playoffs, still within reach of the Bills and the division. We'll see how the rest of the season goes. At 7, I do have those Detroit Lions at 6-7, and seven, up five spots. They are right now the hottest team in the NFL. They are a fucking dangerous team. They are a weapon. you got to watch out for them. At 6, down four spots, even after a win, the Dallas Cowboys at 10-3. and three. You can't almost lose to the worst team in the NFL. You can't do it, and you don't get rewarded for that. Um, up only one spot. I wish I could have done it more, but again, up here it gets tough with how good the teams are and trying to find a spot for everybody. At number five, the San Francisco 49ers with Brock Purdy. Uh, just, I mean, the, the Niners aren't missing a step. That defense is phenomenal. They have all the weapons. Debo's got the ankle sprain. He'll be out probably until the playoffs. They are nine and four. They are going to be NFC West champions. And I, I'm going to tell you what. Me, personally, I think they're my favorite in the NFC to come out of the NFC at this very moment. Um, At number four, down a spot. Not because of anything they did, but again, trying to find spots for all these teams is hard to do. Kansas City Chiefs, they beat the Denver Broncos. Not that hard to do. They are 10-3. and They're the number four team I have in my uh, rankings here. At number three, the Philadelphia Eagles at 12-1. and They are up two spots. They dismantled the Giants team that was, uh, as we mentioned before, basically putting out a practice squad team. So is it impressive? Uh, You know, you take it as impressive as you want. But again, the Eagles didn't miss a spot. They didn't trip up. They didn't almost lose like the Cowboys did. They saw a team that was a lesser team, put their foot on the throat, and they never let up. Uh, And I don't know if you saw during that game. Like when all the other Eagles were jumping around and laughing and joking on the sideline. Oh, yeah, Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts just got that look of a fucking murderer on <laughs> yeah. the sideline. That's also something, too, to take into account is that that cat is a stone cold killer. Yeah. He is. And he's not going to be satisfied. Like he had the intention of, I'm not going to let my foot off the gas at all. And that's kind of what you want in your quarterback. You want that look in the eye of, I'm legitimately going to murder somebody. And Jalen Hurts has that. So the Eagles at number three. At number two, I have the Cincinnati Bengals. They are only nine and four. They're up two spots. But I'll tell you what, this team seems to be hitting just a different gear. And they're doing it at the right time of year. Their defense is sneakily good. Nobody's talking about their defense, but their defense is legitimately one of the most elite defenses in the NFL. Joe Burrow is on his shit again. He is just so tremendous. They have tremendous weapons. Mixon is fantastic in the backfield. I know he was hurt a little bit, uh, but he'll be back, obviously, uh, well before the playoffs, and he's, and he's going to be an uh, uh, integral part of the Bengals, but they just seem to have everything clicking right now. So I have the Cincinnati Bengals at number two, and number one, no change. It is the Bills after that gritty, hard-fought win against the Jets, and again, the Jets have a very elite defense. Uh, that game was, what, 3 nothing going into halftime? Yeah. Or 7 nothing going into halftime. Uh, the Bills, uh, again, tough team, hard team. They're 10-3. and three. Hard. They are a hard team. <laughs> uh, and uh, they got Miami on Saturday night. 
up there in Buffalo and going to be very cold, very snowy Buffalo. I was going to say they're calling for seven inches. Yeah. Uh, I was going to make a penis joke, but I decided not to. <laughs> so there it is. There's your top 12. Bills, Bengals, Eagles, Chiefs, Niners, Cowboys, Lions, Dolphins, Vikings, football team of Redskins Commanders, the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 and your Los Angeles Chargers. The only comment I will say is I like where you put the Lions. I thought that was a good spot for them. I, um, I, here's the thing. I know they're six and seven. But again, as I said last week, and as and again, as I'll say again this week, name a hotter team in the NFL right now. Yeah, you really can't. Like maybe the Eagles. Uh, I would I would have said the Cowboys up until last week. Um, the Niners, uh, I think, are up there. But again, we're talking about these are the teams like Bengals, Eagles, Niners. Like these are the elite teams that you would expect to be. You know, hard teams, running teams here at the end of the year. Um, and the Lions are right there with them. They are. And again, they're one fourth an inch away from where Derek Campbell usually would go for it, and instead he punted with too much time left and gave Josh Allen too much time. Yeah. They would have beaten the Bills if they would have converted that fourth and inches, and if they had gone for it and converted it, they would have beaten the Bills. Yeah, it would have been kneel down time, and the Lions right now would be what uh, seven and zero in their last what, seven, seven games. games. Yeah, they would have went from one and six to seven and six. So just think about that, of how incredible, like, this is the run they're on. Yeah. And they have everybody there believing. Everybody's buying into MCDC. And that's the thing is, you can sit there and say all the things that Dan Campbell does, but you have to see results. And if you don't see results, people aren't going to buy into it. And it was starting to feel to that point when they were one in six that maybe people weren't going to buy into it. But it seems they've bought into it. You're seeing the results now, and that's only giving them more confidence. So, again, I, the Lions right now are good. And if they beat the Jets this week, holy shit. You know, <laughs> it's, it's we could see a case, especially with the way how the Giants are playing, how Washington's playing against somebody's. You would say somebody's got to win that game, but they tired last time. So, who knows? Yeah. Uh, but with the Giants and, and Washington, you figure somebody is going to win that game. But whoever loses that game, all of a sudden, is in real trouble if they lose and the Lions win, you're in trouble. Yeah, so they might fall in that panic mode. All right, that's, um, that's going to be a problem. So what do we got next? What's so up? What are we doing? Before we go, you want to do our, our blue picks? I didn't uh, look at last week's picks, so I didn't put down who won. Well, who I know lost, I picked but... the Giants as an upset. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, see, you should have made that bet there because you said you didn't want to. But uh, so our blue picks are sponsored by W Energy Drinks. Uh, w gives you focus and energy without the crash or jitters. It has no sugar, fillers, or artificial dyes. Um, if you head over to their website, w.gg, and use the uh, promo code STSPORTS18, all capital letters, you'll receive 10% off of your purchase. And that's the thing. Right now, we're getting towards the end of the football season. The, you know, the days are much shorter now. We're hitting, we're hitting midwinter here. Everybody's got that seasonal depression shit. Except for me. I like I like it when it's darker. But, you know, I'm weird. I'm one of the weird <laughs> ones. But other people, ah, it's too dark, too early. Ah, oh, I'm sad. Oh, I don't have any energy when it's dark out. Well, you know what does give you energy? Dubby. And they got all the flavors for you there. It's great for right now. In these dark times in the middle of the winter, when you got to stay focused, you got to stay with it, whether it's for your job, whether you're gaming, 
whether you're getting ready for all these other football games that are coming up. You got a bunch of college bowl games coming up. There's still a lot to do. You still got to go Christmas shopping. You got to wrap. You got to visit your family. You got so much going on. Holy shit. Where are you going to find the energy? Dubby. That's going to give you the energy you need. You go over to W.GG. Check out their entire array of wonderful drinks, flavors they have. They even have the, the little trial pack there for you. If you want to go ahead and try them out and see which one you like better than the other ones, you can go ahead and get that. And once you pick everything that you want from W.GG, you're going to go to the checkout. And when you're at checkout, if you put in the code STSports18, all in capital letters, you're going to get yourself 10% off. Thank to your Thanks to your buddies. Jimbo and King, we're helping you out there. Again, go to W.GG, enter the code STSports18, all capital letters, get yourself 10% off. W, uh, what is what is the thing? Do better, be better? Yeah. What's the tagline? Do, do I don't better. Know why I always forget that. <laughs> do better, be better. Do No, I don't think it's do better. I think it's be, I think, is it, is it be better? Do better? Why do I, always, I don't know. I always forget the tagline. That's probably bad since we're doing air reads. <laughs> Um, but there you go. Go ahead and do that. But let's go. Blue picks. What do we got? All right. So let's go with our blowout picks. Um, okay. Okay. Because you said you didn't look at you didn't look at the other one, so we don't yes. know what we did last weekend. Not that it really matters. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, I'm probably winning by you know 550 wins to two. What we here. should do for <laughs> next year is actually like keep track. Actually, do pick picks. Yeah. Next next year we definitely will. And like keep track of them and do shit like that. Yeah. Um, okay. So blowout picks. Ah, what do we think? What do we think is going to be a blow? What do we think is going to be a blow? What do we think? Huh? Let's go ahead. Let's talk here. Let's see. What are some of these games here that are going to be a blow? See, I would normally look at the Texans game. And they that's might what, get blown out. That's what I'm but looking here's at. here's the thing. After after the Cowboys game, I'm going to be a little shy. I'm going to be a little shy on that one. Well, uh, I'll, I'll step on your foot here. I'll take the Chiefs, but I'll, I might actually still put money on, on the Texans to, to cover. Um, rough. Just, just rough. because, I mean, Chiefs are, are a better team than the Cowboys, and Houston sucks. So, Okay, so what I'm going to do is... Well, here's the thing. The point spread doesn't have to be, like, outrageous or 10. We just have the team that we pick has to beat the other team by 10 points or more. Yes. Um, so with that being said, I am going to take... The San Francisco 49ers over to Seattle Seahawks. I think they'll beat them by 10 or more. They are just on a different level right now. And Seattle seems to be, uh, unfortunately, hitting a wall. Um, and that's a shame because Geno Smith has had one hell of a year. The Seahawks had a year that nobody thought they were going to have. Um, it, it, it's, it seems like the carriage is turning into a pumpkin. It seems like the clock has struck midnight for them. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. Uh, but it just seems like that, and it seems like the Niners are just right now an unstoppable train. So I'm going to pick the 49ers to blow out the Seattle Seahawks uh, in Seattle. Okay, uh, let's move on to our lock picks. Okay, well, you picked the first blue, so you go ahead and pick the first lock pick there. You know, so. All right, um, even though I said they're the most, uh, yeah, the most overrated 10-4 and four team. I'm going with the Minnesota Vikings over the Colts. I think this game is the, as we call it, the get-right game. I think they get somewhat back on track. Okay. Yeah, I think that's hard. That's that's not... That's, uh, that's, that's a good one. I will pick for my lock. I will pick... 
the Philadelphia Eagles over the Chicago Bears. Uh, the Eagles are playing at Chicago, favored by nine on the road. Uh, Chicago, for all the great story that might be Justin Fields, and now they let him go, and he's he's looking like you know uh, perhaps the 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 keystone for a future success there in Chicago. This year is not the successful year, unfortunately. Um, there's just too much else wrong there in Chicago, um, and the Eagles are just too good. So I will put the Eagles as a lock pick to go ahead and win over the Chicago Bears. Okay, uh, moving on to our upset picks. Um, let's see here. Only like one. I already got mine lined up ready to go. All right, all right you go ahead. No, 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 no. I'll wait for you. Okay. I'll wait for you. Listen, we'll do this in order. I'm not going to so, not throwing everything else out there. Right, so you're on FanDuel, right? I am looking at my FanDuel, yes. Okay, so make sure I'm reading this correctly. So the Giants are underdogs to the Commanders? The Giants are on the road, and they are underdogs to the football team of Redskins Commanders currently four and a half points. The, take, the, the Washington is favored by four and a half at home. I'll take the Giants. I'll You're take, taking the Giants to beat Washington at home. Yes, I think it's gonna. Be a cl- I think it's gonna be a close game. I, I don't think it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be the Giants Philly game, you know, blowout or anything. I, I think the Giants will pull it out last second. You're doing that as a kiss of death, aren't you? You're doing that as a reverse no, psychology. I, I mean, I, like, I, you do, I, like you do what? Like you do what the King Cup picks. <laughs> I, That's what uh, you're doing. I, I sincerely think they could beat Washington. Uh, I will for my upset pick. Same point spread, different game. Uh. I'm going to pick the Jacksonville Jaguars at home against the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. Uh, Jacksonville, uh, listen, I think they found something. And also, Dougie Peterson, he knows the Cowboys. He hates them from his time in Philly. And Dallas has Uh, a a couple injuries on their offensive line now, too. So, um, this seems like, and especially after that Houston game, and now Dallas is, and that was, you know, th- this is this is Dallas on the road again. Could this easily be a Dallas Cowboys blowout? Yes. Yes. But that's why you, that's why that's an upset pick. That's why you pick them because they're not supposed to win. So exactly. I'm going to go ahead and pick the Jaguars over the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, again, Cowboys favored by four and a half at Jacksonville. All right. So that will be our our blue picks. Um, sponsored by Dubby. Make sure you guys head over to Dubby.gg and use the promo code STSports18, all capital letters, to receive 10% off of your purchase. And, and get focused! Focus <laughs> yourself! And you a, got Christmas coming up. Hanukkah's around the corner. <laughs> New Year's. Kwanzaa! Let's go! Focus yourself with Dubby. <laughs> you, you're pretty fired up today. Dude, that Daniel Jones shit has still got me <laughs> raging. I'm just on a different plane today, so. Well, we'll, we'll let you go. Go sit down and um, smoke your calm down stuff, and you know. I'm just gonna eat the dummy powder. <laughs> As powder poofs out of your mouth. Waiter gain four thousand. I am more focused than anyone. I can see the future. I can touch the sky. So until next week, this is your good friend Jimbo. And I'm seeing Dubby in my sleep because my name is King. We're out. Focus!